Hi, I'm Jasmine Laramore. I'm an insurance agent from South Jersey, and you're watching Folks Alert on Apple Podcasts. Welcome to the Folks Alert Show. My name is Kiko. My guest today is Jasmine Laramore. Jasmine, how are you? Good. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. It looked like you're having an off day. I might have to call uh, HR on you. Why? Because, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you look, you look like, uh, did you just get off from work or are you going to work? No, um, I actually work all day long, so... Oh. I schedule my appointments all day long, so I could be working in the morning, the afternoon, night, oh, whenever it calls. So okay, okay, oh, I get it, I get it. You're one of those um, millennial set your schedule how you want. Mm, don't hate. <laughs> hey, I'm not. Listen, I'm not hating, but uh, the pandemic, right, kind of switched things around. I don't think yes, anyone wants absolutely. to go back to traditional work. No one wants to go back to traditional work. No, and you know what it is too? I think that we found what works. We realize we can work from home. We don't have to go into an office, right? I still get the same amount of work done. Um, and now with working from home, I have more time for my kids. So me mm. personally, I don't want to go back to an office. I don't want to go back to your traditional nine to five work every day. You know, um, that just took a lot from me. Now I have more time for my kids, doctor's appointments, school events, and even just me time, just so I can have my own sanity. And you know, I love it. So the pandemic did us good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you can even, you could probably have a meeting from anywhere because if you have a med say meeting mm -hmm. scheduled for like one o'clock and you're running errands, you can just have the meeting in your car. They don't know where you're at. Yes. Right. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And yeah, I've done right. that a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. how, how did you even get into that, though? What did you do prior to getting into insurance? Um, prior to working insurance, I was a vendor for the state. And um, basically, uh, I worked for welfare and, you know, I'd help people with their benefits and get off of welfare and into a job. Um, as far as the insurance, one day my cousin's like, uh, you need life insurance. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up. I'm like, I'll get it. Right. Leave me alone. And he's like, no, seriously, you need life insurance. And he comes over to my house. I'm cooking dinner. And he's like, whether you like it or not, I'm going to sign you up. Mm. So he signs me up for life insurance, even though at the time I didn't want it. I know I needed it. I just I was being cheap. I didn't want it. And he goes, thanks. I just made uh, I forget how much he made. But he's like, I just made commission off of you. And I was like, what? I was like, that easy? That fast? And he's like, yeah. So um, he kind of got me into the business. And it really opened my eyes um, on how important life insurance is. Speaking of life insurance, I myself have life insurance for my kids, right? They're like, mm -hmm. they're the benefactor of my insurance. But how many people, I mean, you're in this business, right? Are you surprised mm -hmm. to know how many people are walking around without life insurance? I don't want to say I'm surprised because I was one of those people. It's just one of those things like when I talk to a lot of people, they know they need it, right? They go, oh, it's important. I need it. But it's just one of those things that it's just like, yeah, I'll get it later. 
you know, but the truth of the matter is we don't know when we're going to die. Right. We can walk out this door right now and not come back. And uh, my boss always used to tell me, don't go outside naked. And what she meant by that was Mm. don't go outside without life insurance. And, you know, that saying always sticks in my head. I never want to go outside naked. I want to make sure that my life is covered when I walk out these doors. I'm going to steal that. I'm going to steal that. (laughs) Life insurance is one thing, but we always car insurance. I mean, you drive, I drive, we have car insurance, we have homeowners insurance. Um, I live in Florida, we have flood insurance. Life insurance, would, and maybe you can help me out with this. I think when people think of life insurance, I think it, they feel if they get it, right, they might be jinxing themselves, right? Listen, I've heard I, that. Right, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have it, right? I didn't have it um, for a period in time. Right. But now I I, ha- I mean, I have it and I don't even know that I have it. You know, I don't I know it's there, but I have to have benefits for my kids, you know, like dental and all this other stuff. So when I signed up, I said, OK, well, give me the life insurance, give me the dental and, you know, um, sick days and all that stuff. So I took it. But I think people avoid getting life insurance because they feel like it may jinx them or they may feel like, well, I'm healthy. I don't need it. But you don't necessarily have to feel healthy or be sick to have it life insurance. And it's not even that expensive when you when you look at it on the on the lower side of thing. Right. Right. So when you the younger you are, the actually inexpensive it is. So it's actually really better to get it when you're younger and you're healthy, because once you start to reach a certain age and it all depends on, you know, the company and the state. Um, there's more restrictions and it tends to get more expensive. But so the younger you are, the cheaper it is, the more healthier you are, you know, the cheaper it is. But I look at it like this. You see, we put insurance, like you said, on our phone, mm-hmm. on our car, things like that, on our house. Why wouldn't we protect our life? You're right about that. You're Why right isn't our that. life not yeah. as important? Because at one point you're saying, well, my iPhone 13 is more important than my life. Why is that? And so that I think that we need to look at as a whole, you know, what makes the phone more important, the car more important, what makes that more important than my life? Our life should be the most important thing. And that's how I look at it. You've got to probably be one of your top sales rep (laughs) in your company because listen, you're not even selling me, but you make very valid points, right? We we ensure it, everything else, but people avoid insuring their yeah i mean listen they insure their jewelry and they can yeah. losing their jewelry can actually lose your life as well but the jewelry <laughs> would be insured but not your life so right. your family can get money on the jewelry but your life they can't get any compensation or any assistance on your life that doesn't it doesn't really make any sense do you think that the insurance uh, companies or as a whole need to do a better sell or uh, encouraging people to have life insurance? Absolutely. Um, I think it is hard to reach out, but from my own experience, right? It is Mm -hmm. hard to reach out to some people. Uh, I'll have a conversation with someone just like we're having a conversation now. Yeah, yeah, I need it. I want it. And then when it comes time to sign up, it's 101 excuses. Oh, it's too expensive. Oh, I don't have this or I don't have that. Um, But I do believe, you know, it is very important. It is something that, you know, every company has their own way, but it is something that we really need to push harder on. Yeah, I go for that. Y- you know, ironically for you, 
by the way, how are you doing? Did I ask you that? Uh, <laughs> um, I, I take it day by day. You know, some days okay. I'm good and some days not so good. Okay. It, the reason why I'm asking, because I know recently you lost um, your better half, your partner, your best friend. Um, and you being in the life insurance industry, the business, uh, that's probably got to hit you hard, right? Yeah. Um, how how but tell me this how are you uh, adjusting to to him not you know arguing with you and deciding <laughs> who is going to cook and who is going to pick the kids up how how are you adjusting It's lonely. Mm -hmm. Um it's it's different. Mm -hmm. I can't say that I'm fully there. I am trying my hardest. You know, like I said, it is a day by day thing. Gotcha. Uh, I was getting better, but crazy enough, the past three days, I've probably been crying straight. And I don't know if it's the holidays coming up. It's making me really sad, um, but it is hard. It's not really something that I can get used to right away. Um, everything reminds me of him. I can walk into the supermarket and I have a memory of him or the kids. And it's really hard just to go about my everyday life. How long were you guys together? About six, seven years. I met him when I was 22 years old, and I just turned 29. So we were together for a while. Wow. You guys have three kids together? Yes, we have three kids together. Okay. Take me back a little bit. How did you guys meet? Uh, we met at work. Uh, we both worked at a boating company. Mm. And I worked in HR, and he was the electrician. And he had walked into HR one day for some paperwork. And I really wasn't paying him no mind, nor was he paying me mine. He was just asking for his paperwork. You know, I was filling it out. And I just happened to look up and I see him and we lock eyes. And as cheesy as it sounds, it was one of those like love at first sight things, you know? Mm. Um, and ever since we locked eyes, I said, I gotta know who he is. I need to know who that man is. And uh, maybe a few days later, he came back into HR and he asked me for my Snapchat. <laughs> and it just went from there. Where did you guys have your first date? Applebee's. It was at Applebee's. And I remember being annoyed because I'm like, he's late. Why is he late to this date? Like, it's just Applebee's. And he said he was on his way. So I got so annoyed because I'm the type of person I'm on time for everything. Right. So to me, I'm just sitting there. I'm annoyed. But um, he was late because he bought me flowers. Wow. Yeah. Him not being here... Um... Uh, seven years is a long time, Jazz. It's a long time to 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 figure out the the quirks in a person, what annoys you, even the things that annoys you, you 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 love about that person, right? Because it's what makes the whole love complete. Uh, I I know that you. He passed away riding his bike. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. He was coming from work, and do you know all the circumstances as to how he got into the accident? Did someone cut him off? Um, no. So uh, they just ruled it as he lost control of the bike, and um, what happened was he tried to gain control back, and he reared off of the road onto a grassy patch. He hit like a little hill, mm -hmm. and when he hit the hill. 
his bike went to the left and kind of caught on fire, exploded, and his body got ejected from the bike and went on to the right and he hit a pillar. So um, from the reports, it says that he passed instantly. But he's a good, he was, but he's, he was a good rider. He, he wasn't an amateur. This, he, he rode for right. a long time, right? Right. Um, and that plays in my head all the time. You know, um, there's a lot of things. I, I, I just wonder why didn't he jump off? Um, like why like i think that's the number one thing for me and everyone around us is why didn't he jump off or he he himself used to tell me when i would get on the bike with him he'd say you can't be scared because when you're scared that's when accidents happen mm -hmm. and he always told me that because i was like terrified of the bike you know and he said once you're scared accidents happen you got to ride with confidence you got to be confident and nothing will happen to you and um i just i don't know what happened that day i mean it's it, in itself you know him not being there. I know it's got to be hard. I want to play. Uh, I want to play a video clip. You know, I I want you to please hold it together for me throughout this interview. But I want to play a, a clip from your Instagram, and it's a testament to the relationship you guys had, the love, and the friendship. So I want to play that video. I want to come back, and I wanna I want to talk to you about it. Can I do that? All right, cool. Let me play this video and we'll come back and we'll talk. When I look at you, I can feel it. And and I, I look at you and I, I'm home. Please, I don't want that to go away. You remember the words of that song? What song? If I was your best friend. I want you around all the time. Could I be your best friend? If you'll promise you'll be mine. If I was your best friend, I want you around all the time. I want you around me all the time. Could I be your best friend? If you. I miss you. I miss you really much. I miss you. When I look at you. It's got to be hard, huh? How, how are the kids doing? Um, in the beginning, it was hard. Uh, my daughter would say things like, my four-year-old would say things like, I want to go to heaven. I just want to be in heaven so I can be with my papi. I want to go to heaven. Or she'll say, why can't I call him? Why mm. can't I call heaven? Because she didn't understand. Um, and when his phone was still connected at the time, she would FaceTime him and she'd get excited because, you know, even if a phone's off, the FaceTime still right, rings right, right. and she'd go, mommy, mommy, I'm calling Bobby, I'm calling him. And she'd get excited thinking that he'd pick up on the other end. So it was really hard. Uh, the teachers would send me pictures or text me during the day saying the kid was sad or um, I have this one memory. My neighbor rides a motorcycle as well. Right. And I'm sitting outside with my son who's two years old and my neighbor comes up in his motorcycle, parks his motorcycle. And so he has his helmet on and all his protective gear. And my son sees him and my son goes, oh, mommy, it's Bobby. Bobby's here. Bobby's home. Bobby's here. And um, that was really hard for all of us. Mm -hmm. Even my neighbor, I think at that instant felt like crap and, you know, just kind of put his head down and went inside. 
you know, that was really hard because they know, but they don't fully grasp that he's not coming back. Right. You know. But it's 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 going to take some time, though. Right. It's going to take some time. Even for them, it's it might be sooner. But for you, it's going to take some time for you to adjust and and um, get used to it. I don't think I don't think you might ever, ever, ever get used to it. But I guess deal with it a little bit better. You know, uh, uh, this morning I was on <laughs> I was stalking your your Instagram page. <laughs> yeah, I'm, listen, I'm looking for I'm looking for for questions to ask you so i was like oh let me go i know i'm gonna talk to jazz today so let me go and see if i can find um some things to ask you and then your story came up it right came up right away in my um up on top of instagram so i clicked on your name and i see that you are at the site how often do you go and visit him um about two three times a week mm. uh his he's buried near my children's school and um usually what i'll do is i'll drop them off and i'll go have a private moment with him or maybe when i pick them up from school you know we'll go and we'll all go see him but i do like to see him a couple times a week that is uh it, the way how he's buried is is kind of nice because they have like a bench there you can go sit down is that like a, yeah. a private cemetery? So, um, it, no, it's not private. What it is, is we just did all that work. Um, that helps me grieve. So mm, gotcha, for gotcha. me, I liked it down to the bricks and the grass, like, you know, with some help from his family, we did that. And that's what helps me grieve. So that's another reason why I go so often to the cemetery. I usually take out old flowers, put in new flowers. If the, um, if the grave needs more rocks, I'll go buy more rocks. I always change out the decorations. Um, you know, I brought the bench in myself because I didn't want to stand, right. you know, I, I, or sit on the ground. I wanted to be able to be comfortable when I'm with him because when I go see him, I'm there for a while. So, but I find peace in that, you know, uh, making sure that it looks nice and presentable how he would have wanted it right. brings me much peace. What, tell me a little bit about him, you know. You know, what did he like to do? I know you like to ride a bike, but at home, what kind of guy was he around uh, with the kids? So um, he was a social butterfly, okay? He was the man, um, such a good time. He was the type of person that would give you the shirt off of his back. Um, he wanted to help everybody. He'd give you his last dollar in his pocket. Um, and one thing, I love that picture. One thing is um, he loved soccer. He was a soccer player. He played for an adult league. So okay. every week he'd come home from work and he'd uh, I'd make him dinner. And he's like, okay, I'm going to go play soccer. And that was his thing. You know, uh, he loved playing soccer. He played since he was a young kid. And he even coached our children about two years ago. Mm -hmm. He coached our children's team because that was soccer was life for him, you know. Um, but other than that, he was just a good time. Everyone wanted to be around him. You knew that if he was coming over or he was around, you were in for a good time. Where were you guys at in this picture? Uh, the other, we were at, my dad got married. So we were at my dad's wedding. This picture here? Mm -hmm. We were at a golf course. My dad had got married um, and he was my wedding date. 
your wedding date. <laughs> <laughs> you guys look you guys look cute together, man. Thanks. You guys look cute together. But you know, listen, I, I, I know you're you're in pain. How long has it been? How long has it been since he's been gone? Um, next week we'll make five months. You got a lot of, you, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some time. But other than that, wh what do you do? I know you go, you go to visit him, but what else do you do? I know you work, but what else do Jazz do to keep her busy? I'm all about the kids. So he had 10 kids mm -hmm. and I'm all about keeping them together. Uh, that's, what helps me feel better. I mm -hmm. feel like I'm close to him when I'm close to all his children. So gotcha. usually on my off time, I'm just spending time with his kids. We'll gather up all the kids and we'll go to the park. When he was here, one of our favorite things to do every weekend uh, was take the kids to the park. We have this one park that we love to go to and we often had picnics in the park. We'd order pizza or I'd make sandwiches. And, you know, we just take the kids to the park and have a nice old time. They burn off some energy, you know, make our job easier. And that was just something we did. So now, you know, I try to do it often, get to get they get the kids together, take them to the park, or maybe even bring them over the house so they can play and feel their dad's spirit and their and, and his energy because they love being here. You know, they all go in his closet and hug his clothes and they try on his shoes, you know, to them. That that's what makes them happy, you know. Wonderful. Do he has ten kids, you have three. Uh do you and the other mothers you guys are cordial right yes um obviously that's i mean that's important right right um it wasn't always like that you know i when he was here we probably all couldn't stand each other um because like i said he was the man <laughs> so when he was here we couldn't stand each other and when he passed it was just like we came together, you know, everything that had happened in our past just went away. Mm -hmm. It didn't need to talk about it. We didn't need to touch it. It just died. It died along with him. All that drama we ever had in the past, it, it's gone. So now, you know, we're cordial and we do try our hardest to keep our children together because there are six mothers. There's six of us in the picture. Gotcha. And you can imagine that does get a little challenging sometimes. You, six mothers, six personalities, 10 kids. Uh, is it, I, I know he's gone, right? And mm -hmm. what was his relationship with the other uh, five mothers? Did they get along? Did, um, here and there. Here and there, right? It was more like here and there, yeah. Here's the bright side to this all, right? Granted, he's not here. But probably the one thing that he did want is to have all his kids together, right? Absolutely. And yeah. this is what made it possible. This is, I mean, he's not here, but we have to look at the bright and the positive out of it. You know, you guys are more cordial. You guys are working uh, as a unit to keeping you know the family unit together and you know all the kids know each other and they're cordial with each other and um and you guys sure i'm sure you guys talk so this is you know the po there is some positive that came out of it mm -hmm. you know? yeah absolutely um even some of the children's mothers i've actually gotten 
really close with, you know, and they're, and and they're cool. talk to on a daily. <laughs> yes. Um, I've actually, one of them, I've actually learned to love her. Um, she lives in Florida right now. Her son lives in Florida, but we FaceTime all what part, the time. What part of Florida? Uh, Miami area. I oh, think that's cool. Down South. I'm in, I'm in central Florida. Well, that's good. Okay. Yeah. So she, you know, she likes it there and I'm always like begging her. I'm like, come back to Jersey, please. I miss you. <laughs> and, you know, and then this is a woman that two years ago, we couldn't stand each other. Mm -hmm. And now I've grown to love her so much. And we're always there when I'm having a rough day, I can call her up and say, Hey, Les, I'm having a bad day. And right. I could cry to her and vice versa. She can cry to me. So it is beautiful. We have made some beautiful friendships, um, and others we're working on, you know, but I do have faith that we're all going to come together as one family because that's what we are. Definitely. Definitely. I want to play a clip from him uh, speaking to his son, which is your uh, one of your um, children, but his son. Right. Uh, let me play that and we'll, we'll come back and we'll talk. To my son, never forget that I love you. I hope you believe in yourself as much as I believe in you. When life tries to knock you down, I will always have your back. I can't promise to be here for the rest of your life. But what I can promise is that I'll love you for the rest of mine. Looks like he enjoyed being a father. Uh, he was great at it. Um, I, used to, I used to tease him and I used to say, his nickname was Jay. And I used to say, I don't like Jay. I don't like who Jay is, but right. I'm in love with Bobby. I am in love with you, the father version of you, because he was an awesome dad. Gotcha. Um, and I constantly time and time again, fell in love with when I would see him with his kids. I fell in love over and over. Man. I think you'll do, I think you'll do fine. I think you're, you're going to adjust well to it. You know, uh, I want you to, to come back tell me how you do well i'm gonna I'm check in on you on instagram see how you're doing <laughs> um what do you have planned for these uh, for the holiday i know and listen thanksgiving christmas is going to be hard for you but yeah. hey you know you need to you did well during this interview right you did well you yeah. know you did well but i know the holidays is going to be hard for you um but do you have any plans do you you know family what are you what's, what's your plans for thanksgiving so uh for thanksgiving we're having our annual friendsgiving and obviously it's the first one without him mm -hmm. so it's going to be a little challenging but all our friends will be there and i know they're going to wipe my tears they're going to make me laugh mm -hmm. and we're going to have a good time so i'm actually really looking forward to it which is what you can see the little uh decoration in the background <laughs> you right, know right, preparing right. for it and um for christmas we're throwing our annual Christmas party for all the kids. So every year for Christmas, we celebrate Christmas, not on Christmas, but maybe before. So all his children, his 10 children can open gifts together so they can experience Christmas together with their father. Cause you know, on Christmas day, everyone pretty much does their own thing. So that's coming up in a few weeks as well. And I'm actually really excited to start a Christmas shopping and the kids are excited. Cause you know, they see presents and they're like, Ooh, Christmas. Right. <laughs> so right. that'll be good. Okay. Well, before I let you go, um, you have to change that nine volt battery in the in the smoke detector. Okay. I know. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> someone's gonna write a comment and say, "Oh, the the smoke detector is going off." So because it's the <laughs> because listen because it's the holiday, 
and accidents happen, I want you to change the nine volt battery. Okay. Okay. Listen, you're the insurance expert. You should be telling me that. I know. I know. Guys, I'm going to change it. I promise. <laughs> Next time you talk to me, you're not going to hear that in the background. It's going to be changed. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, anything else before you go? Um, no, I just want to tell everybody. First, I want to thank you for having me on. And no, no problem. Listening to listening to my story but i just want to let everyone know um really don't take anything for granted not even the small moments really cherish every moment you have because you don't know when it's going to be your last i concur with you on that uh you know i i had a few issues with people and you know i've put some of those differences to decide we don't really know how short this life really is like it's extremely short right mm -hmm. i look at my kids and it seems like i just brought them home yesterday right you know now they have their own thing going on it's just like it goes so fast you know and then losing someone then it really hits you you know yeah you, you know you want to go back and you know if you could change this or you could have said something different. It might have changed the outcome. You start playing different things in your head, mm -hmm. you know. But um, you're right. Don't take life for granted. Um, cherish the moment. I concur. Can I show you a picture before we sign off? You want to show me a picture? Absolutely. Behind me. I just want to show off. Are, are those all the kids? Oh, man. Those are all the kids. Wow. They all look like him. <laughs> where was he? Where was he from, Jazz? Um, he's originally from Honduras. Honduras. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you're from? And he came over when he was young. I'm from here, just boring old New Jersey. <laughs> originally from here, from New Jersey. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do you speak Spanish? Yes. Fluently? A little bit. Span I just Span say a little Spanglish. bit because I, I, yeah, Spanglish because I'm Puerto Rican, so we're big on the Spanglish. Well, well, he's from Honduras. You're, you're, I mean, your family's from Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. Cooking is, did you guys conflict with cooking? Because it's different meals, right? Oh, no, he loved my food. <laughs> he loved my food. And if it was something uh, that he liked to make, or something he liked, he'd tell me to go learn how to make it. And then mm. I would go learn and I'd make it. Um, but recently, it's funny you brought that up. After he passed away, his grandmother came over and taught me how to make his favorite meal. So that was a little sentimental for us, but it was nice to learn how to make it. What, what meal was that? It, he likes this white rice and um, chicharrones. Have you ever had chicharrones? What is chicharrones? Ch chicharrones. It is amazing. Um, and it's amazing. I'm not even really sure in English what it's called. Say, it, say, say, say sure it in people, Spanish. I'm sure people in the comments can tell you. Chicharrones. Okay, what is it made with, though? It's, I don't know. It's, is it pork? Is it pork? I don't know. Jazz, come on. The, 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 hey, you're supposed... <laughs> I mean, what kind of meat? I, I'll tell you why. Because I've never known how to make it. Or even, I can't even go in the store and try to buy it. I don't know. Grandmother came, 
with this big old meat. I'm so like, look, this is how, this is favorite food, and this is how we're going to make it. Okay. What kind of seasoning? That's a secret. No, no, it was your, um, it's your basic uh, Hispanic seasonings, your adobo, sofrito, sazon, hey man, listen, salt, I, pepper. I, I go to Goyo and get this, the seasoning already made up. Okay, <laughs> That's what I do. Chachoes with white rice. Chicharrones. Chich am I saying it right? Chichachones? Chicharrones. Listen, I got to work on my Spanish. With white rice was his favorite meal. What is your favorite meal? Puerto Rican meal. Um, Yellow rice and plantain. I know it. Yep. Yep. Tell me. Okay. Yellow rice. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and pork chops. And pork chops. All right. I don't know. I got a, I got a Puerto Rican friend of mine and he's got, he's got a, he bought like a big pig for Thanksgiving. I was like, what are you going to do with that? He said, he's going to grit. He's going to make it for Thanksgiving. You guys, you Puerto Rican, you guys love a pig. <laughs> I mean, I don't like to think of it like that because then I get turned off, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jasmine, it was a it was a pleasure having you here. You gotta come back. Thank you know, you. Um, come back and talk about whatever. You know, you don't have necessarily talk about insurance. You know, you can talk about whatever. But I love I love to have you back. Thank you, thank you. I love to be back. Will do. You enjoy, and we will speak another time. All right. Take care. All right. Take care. Bye bye. Bye.